Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. Welcome to episode six of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. I am your host, Chris McMillan. With me, Rob Guthrie, back again with us this week, Shane Berlick. Boys, we are one week into the new year. Have you uh, given up on your New Year's resolutions yet? I told you guys last week I didn't set any because I always give up on them. So, um, yeah, I actually kept my New Year's resolution of not setting any New Year's resolutions. So I'm I'm holding pretty strong. Perfect. Shane? Well, con- well congrats, Rob, on continuing to want to fail but anyways um yeah i, I think I, I think i'm down a couple pounds i don't know i i haven't stepped on a scale so that i can't verify that but in your bra oh, <laughs> getting oh getting re- okay <laughs> shots fired <laughs> so great that sounds good yep uh my new year's resolutions are uh holding pat i didn't uh i think i only made one didn't i winning the 2019 fantasy football you, championship uh, from Shane. Did you yeah, get Shane's permission happen. to hold Pat? Oh yeah. Inside <laughs> joke. But yeah, Shane, I'm taking that trophy coming up in a short uh, 11 months. Well, oh, you got about as much chance as Rob, so I'm not too worried. <clears throat> yep. But did you guys see um, mm-hmm. that whole uh, Giannis, Pat Connaughton, and The Rock exchange on uh, social oh, media yeah. over the past couple days? What did you think of that? Rob, break Gotta it down. Love it. What happened? So Giannis did an interview, and you know the guy is so charming. I love him. I'm in love with him, you know. But uh, he did an interview because he expressed wanting to work out with The Rock, and he said he could uh, take The Rock in a wrestling match, and The Rock tweeted out, uh, saying something to the effect of he didn't want that smoke. <laughs> yeah, he'd like smoke his lips off or something, something weird like that. Yeah, could you imagine uh, The Rock and Giannis toe to toe? I think we should book that WrestleMania match right now. See, I don't know though. Giannis is like 18 feet tall and he's got like a 35 foot reach, so he might have the advantage. Mm. Shane, are you are you on Team Rock or Team Giannis? Well, obviously, I have to be on Team Giannis, but uh, I don't really follow social media as much as you guys, so I have no idea what you were talking about. Um, but I, I, Giannis is pretty small. I think The Rock might win. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to go with The Rock if we're talking about a wrestling yeah. match. But yeah, I think so. Fun little exchange those guys had uh, over the past couple of days on Twitter. But like I said, gentlemen, episode six coming at you. We got lots going on, lots of fun things happening in the world of sports. We had quite the weekend with the NFL wildcard games. We're going to recap that for you in segment one. Huge news dropping earlier on Monday. Matt LaFleur looks like he's going to be the new head coach of the Green Bay Packers. We're going to break that down for you in segment number two. As always, Our honorable mentions of the week, we got lots of good stuff out there happening. Some soccer news, baseball offseason, NFL released their all-pro teams, and we have some new golf rules released from the USGA for 2019. Thank God. This will all help us immensely being the very, very poor golfers that we are. 
Um, can't wait, wait a minute. Can't wait. Yeah, we, it's true. I can't, <laughs> can't wait to break that down in our honorable mentions and finishing off the episode, scouting for picks, doing a little NFL wildcard game recap and going to pick the divisional round games coming up this week. With that, boys, that's uh, that's what we got going on. And we're going to take a short break and add from our sponsor. And we're back on episode six of the Scout Team MVPs podcast, jumping right into NFL wildcard action. What a great couple of games we had, boys. Uh, we're going to start off with the Chargers and Ravens. We were on the, the Raven train, Rob, and that didn't work out so well. Yeah, not really. I mean, it's the Chargers, but kind of hope for a miracle. And it almost happened, I guess. Chargers 23, Ravens 17. Ravens could do absolutely nothing most of that ball game. Lamar Jackson looked like a rookie for the first three quarters, but turned it on late, uh, throwing a couple touchdown passes in the fourth quarter there, pulling them within a score. Couldn't quite pull off the victory in the end, though. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers coming out on top. Shane, any thoughts on that matchup? Yeah, I mean, the Chargers had played Lamar Jackson. I think they're the only team that's played him twice now. So if any team is going to solve him, probably uh, the Chargers. But they got a tough road ahead. We had Phillip Rivers' 0-7 against Tom Brady. So who knows what will happen down the road. Yeah, Rob, more thoughts on that? Uh, no, Shane actually kind of hit him for once. You know, <laughs> like like uh, like Shane said, they did play twice. Um, they were able to shut down the run essentially the whole entire game. And uh, the only time they scored any points was when they let them open it up and throw the ball, what was it, 14 times in the last quarter? Yeah, and overall, you know, Lamar Jackson finishing the day with 194 yards, two TDs, did throw an interception, put the ball on the ground quite a few times, which ultimately ended their comeback attempt. Um, sack fumble there, Chargers recovering. Phillip Rivers, 160 yards on the day. Melvin Gordon, 17 attempts, 40 yards, and a touchdown, you know, Chargers moving on to the divisional round. And next game, boys, we had, wow, this game was <laughs> very, very, you know, defensive oriented for most of it, but it got very interesting towards the end. And that is the Eagles and Bears matchup. Shane, I want you to start us off. And what did you think of that game? Well, I can't say I'm sad about the results. Um, not the biggest Bears fan. How about, how does Carson Wentz have to feel? Sitting on the sideline watching Nick Foles do all of this. Like, he's got to feel like the biggest loser in the world. Just like, oh, man. Um, great to sit here and watch uh, Nick I'm, Foles get all the accolades. If I'm Carson Wentz right now, I'm uh, buddy-buddying up with the GM and trying to tell him that you are the best quarterback on the team, even though I don't think he is. <laughs> do you kind of think that maybe somewhere Carson Wentz was hoping Cody Parkey made that kick? Just to kind of yes. just so this doesn't repeat last year. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I think so. And uh, again, if you're in the Eagles position and you have a guy that shows up, it seems to be every important game and he shows up and gets you wins. How do you not go to him as your starter? You know, yeah, I think Wentz is younger, more upside. 
Yeah, upside doesn't get you wins, though. So, I mean, upside's great, but... What do you mean, upside doesn't... doesn't, What do you mean, upside doesn't get you wins? Look at... at, Look at the Browns. They have upside, but they didn't make the playoffs this year. But there's some optimism for next year. Yeah, optimism. But Shane, unlike the Browns, the Eagles actually are probably going to win the Super Bowl a freaking again because of that same guy who won it for him last time. Not a chance. There's no way, and I know we're going to get to this later, but there's no way the Eagles are beating the Saints in New Orleans. I'm sorry. I think you're wrong. I think uh, you're very wrong. I think Nick Foles is a beast. I think you no. are a little bit delusional after your break. Um, uh, are you kidding me? I Nick just, Foles is going to outplay Drew Brees in Drew Brees' house. No chance. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Shane, nope. I will give you nothing if he does that, <laughs> and I will give you nothing if he does about How about, how about uh, we talk it's about – It's not going to happen. How about we talk about giving nothing later on when we break down the divisional round games. But, yeah, staying on the Eagles-Bears for a second, boys. You know, Eagles coming out on top 16-15 to 15, and the huge, huge story – from that game, Bears having a chance to win on a last-second field goal attempt. Cody Parkey, who has struggled most of the year, and he finds every single upright uh, throughout the season. It seems like ending that game. You know, the found out today. You know, after that game happened, that it was tipped slightly, but still hitting the left upright, bouncing off the crossbar, coming back into the field of play. Eagles scraping by sixteen to 15 Nick Foles like you guys talked about 266 through the air two TDs he did throw two costly interceptions Mitch Trubisky first playoff appearance throwing for over 300 yards and a touchdown not much to speak of on the ground for either team but Allen Robinson for the Bears did have 10 catches 143 yards and a TD in that one but the Eagles are advancing playing the Saints this upcoming week here and that should be a fun one and we'll break that down for you later on this episode Next matchup, boys, Colts coming out on top of the Texans, 21 to 7. Andrew Luck, you know, we've talked about him, you know, the first couple episodes and all the way through the season. He's been looking really good and getting a victory over the Texans. Yeah, he did well there. Um, he did throw that interception, but the Colts defense, as I as I predicted, would just shut down the Texans until the fourth quarter. Literally, Texans didn't score at all till the fourth. And uh Andrew Luck didn't go crazy, but he did enough to to get the win. Again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, maybe last week. I'm super proud of him, super happy for him, and this is what you look for in your elite in in your elite quarterbacks. Shane, thoughts on that game? Yeah, to me, this was the only game that was like a wire to wire. Just like never felt like the Texans had a chance in this game. I think the Colts jumped out. 14 nothing pretty early in the game, and this Houston just was kind of lost the whole game. They just didn't show up to play, it seemed like to me. Um, never felt like the Colts were in any jeopardy of giving that one away. I mean, every other game this weekend, you kind of argue, was at some point or another in question, just not this one. Andrew Luck, he's definitely looking like an MVP candidate for next year if he can stay healthy. I mean, he's what they thought he was, not to steal um, that famous quote, but you know, he is, he's, he's coming back into his own here. Yeah. Andrew Luck definitely like we've talked about, you know, every episode basically so far playing well, getting their team, getting his team a victory 21 to seven over the Texans. Some noticeable stats there for the Colts, Marlon Mack, 148 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He's been really good for them when he's been healthy this season. 
Uh, on Texans side of things, Deshaun Watson, 235 and a TD, did throw an interception, also rushed for 76 yards on eight attempts. But the Indianapolis Colts moving on in the NFL playoffs. Good for them, and it'll be fun to watch them this week. Next game, boys. Oh, boy. Shane, cover your ears. <laughs> Cowboys. I don't want to talk about it. Can I, Seahawks. can I take this one off? Cowboys, Seahawks. Cowboys coming out on top. 24-22. We are going to start with Shane, of course, because as we all know, he is a Seahawks fan. Shane, break it down for us. Well, <clears throat> I watched every single play, uh, of course. Seahawks have the lead going into the fourth quarter. Now, kind of thought at some point right before the half when their kicker went out that they were in a little bit of trouble. Kind of look at typical Seahawks football. They wait until the last five minutes of the game all of a sudden to say, oh, wait, we should probably start trying to win now. And as per usual, when that happens, it was too little too late for them. I thought Wilson played okay. Uh, he didn't. The running game wasn't there this week, uh, which kind of set him up for some failure. And obviously not having a kicker for half the game was not good, especially that mm. horrible onside kick at the end of the game. I don't even I don't know why you don't punt it at someone. But that's why that's yeah, all I Shane, have to say about I touched, that. I touched on it last week. Dallas has like the fifth best r- rush defense in the NFL leading up to that game. And, you know, it kind of showed Penny only had 30 yards. I mean, they really did nothing on the ground. And that's kind of how the Seahawks win. To your point, though, it seems like a lot of teams have that conservative mentality in football games where you, you know, you just kind of play, play, play. And then when you're down, that's when you try to win. And I think that's what lost them. The yeah, game Shane, you touched on it. Well, those two costly. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, you touched on Shane. Uh, Go ahead. Seahawks kicker Sebastian Janikowski. Long field goal attempt there in the first half. And after he kicked it, seemed to have, you know, pulled a hamstring. And you, we were texting back and forth during that game. And you said this could be big trouble because if you lose a kicker, especially in a game as important as in the playoffs here, obviously, and you don't have anybody that can kick a field goal, you're in trouble. Big trouble. Their punter drop, drop kicking. Yeah, you could wind up with uh, <laughs> Cody Parkey. Touche. But uh, well, their punter so, drop kicking stunning. footballs. Janikowski's in such good shape. He he is quite the specimen that Janikowski. But um, you have a drop kicker, you know, field goal, what like and kickoffs. You're drop kicking an onside kick. Why didn't he just absolutely blast it at one of the guys? on the Cowboys front line or something like that and trying to get it to bounce off and come right back to him. I just did not understand that whatsoever. Yeah, I I just don't get why. I mean, he literally kicks balls for a living, and you can't put the ball on a tee and kick it that way where you can't literally figure that out in two quarters. Did you see the video of him kicking at halftime? He was like everywhere but near the uprights (laughs) with his kicks. It was bad. (laughs) He was like 20 yards off either direction from extra point range. I think that's all they wanted from him was extra point range. But he couldn't even do that. Yeah, I'm just mystified at how he literally just, I mean, he just cannot find a way to kick the ball off the ground. That's In today's NFL, like, how do you not have anyone at all? Like, I know roster spots are limited and stuff like that, but you'd think with just how talented some of these guys are that, I mean, if you think about it, like, there's people like Odell, 
and you know Chad Johnson when he was in the league that are kicking field goals like it's nothing in pregame and even Chad Johnson kicking you know in a game Odell kicking in a game like a preseason like there has to be somebody on the team that can kick the ball like I just don't understand how does Russell Wilson not be able to do that he's a professional baseball player and football player you can't tell me he doesn't have some athletic ability to kick a ball let him do it I'm glad you brought up baseball Shane because if if you're out of pitchers in an MLB game you can rely on a batter to at least give you three pitches. I don't know why you can't rely on a punter to literally kick a ball, which is what he gets paid to do, off I, a tee. Well, he's Australian. He should be <laughs> able to do it. I know. I just again, it just it's unreal. And I would look for a new punter, one who maybe can kick field. He's goals. a great punter. He's yeah. not a kicker. Yeah, but they didn't really need him for his punting aspects, did they? Well, he pinned him back a couple times, but I mean, he he was one of the best punters in the NFC this year. Um, so I don't know. Oh, I agree. I'm not, and I'm not saying he's not a good punter. I'm saying if you can't figure out what I mean, literally pay me. I'll punt the ball maybe thirty yards, but I will be able to go kick you a no. thirty-yard field goal too. You know what no, I mean? No, I'm a double well, that's what kick a field. That's what around. happens when you sign a forty-two-year-old, three hundred and twenty-pound kicker. Chris, I could kick like. Uh, I could kick a 45-yard field goal. Have you ever tried? Uh, Yes, I've tried to kick a field goal. I would bet. I'd bet 100 bucks you wouldn't even get close. We're taking scout team MVPs out to the park, boys, and we're going to record it for the team, and we're going to... I'll bet you $100. $100 you don't get close, and I'll give you my first and third second round draft picks for the fantasy draft if you make a 45-yard. How far are we going? Yeah, we're doing this shit. Either way, it doesn't matter. You're 40. 40. He said 40. Yeah, he's going to miss. Oh my I actually God. said 45. I mean, well, 45, I'll, then, I'll, deal. 45. I'll kick a 65 let's, let's, yard let's keep it at 45, and this needs to happen once the uh, snow is off the ground here, boys. And let's go. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to pull a Janikowski? ACL, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even I though I have the same it, body but... type, just a little bigger. 100 bucks. 100 bucks. You will not make it. Oh, I don't care about the hundred bucks. I just want your picks from fantasy. That's all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a beautiful challenge that is going to have to go down here. Like I said, once it warms up a little bit in the state of Wisconsin. But boys, just a quick rundown of some of the stats from this game. Russell Wilson, two thirty-three through the air. He did have a touchdown. Dak Prescott, two twenty-six TD and one pick. Ezekiel Elliott's doing big things again, 26 attempts, 137 and a TD. Amari Cooper, seven receptions, 106 yards on the day. And again, Cowboys coming out on top, 24 to 22, moving on to the divisional round of the playoffs. Going to be an exciting, exciting time come this weekend, boys. I 100% disagree. No, I'm just playing. I agree. I mean, for, for anything, I mean, it's at least, you know, my two least favorite teams, the Seahawks and the Bears, both went down. So, I mean, it worked out for me. Yeah, yeah. well, my least mm-hmm. favorite team's still in there. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a perfect time, boys. <laughs> Sounds so like much. a perfect time to wrap up our first segment and take a short break. And we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Scout Team MVPs podcast coming at you on this beautiful, beautiful day. 
Segment two, we are talking huge news coming out of Green Bay, and it looks like they have found their new head coach, and he comes by way of the Tennessee Titans. Their offensive coordinator, Matt LaFleur, looks like he's going to be the new head coach, boys. Quick thoughts. Let's break them down. Where is he from? What's he all about? Is he the right fit in Green Bay? Rob, start us off. Well, for the fact that he's from Michigan, you guys know how I like Michigan teams. I definitely love the fact that he's going to be the new head coach. You know, he's young. That seems to be the trend. He did really well as the Rams offensive coordinator, went 11-5. This year he went 9-7 uh, with the Texan, or Titans and um, you know had another good year. Really top top half of the league in offense, so can't really complain. I mean, he may have been the OC in L.A., but McVay called the plays, so I don't know about that. I mean, Tennessee's offense, eh, I don't know. I could take it or leave it, but I, I think he's new blood But what they need. I mean, can he rein in Aaron Rodgers is going to be the big question. Um, I think McCarthy's message had worn out, so maybe getting a young guy in there, a little bit more fire. We'll light it under Rodgers. Who knows? Chris, you know better than I do if you think this will work out well with him. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a good hire. I mean, I didn't really know much about him until you know they just announced it, uh, that he was going to be the new head coach. I've done a little bit of research here looking at him. He's got a pretty extensive football background. He did play college football, three-year starting quarterback at Saginaw Valley State. And he led his team to the Division II playoffs each of those seasons that he was there. Uh, coaching resume, I mean, he's been in the league for quite a while now. Going back to, what is it, 08, 09, Houston Texans offensive quality control coach. So got his start there in the NFL. Uh, he was in college before that. Went on to the Washington Redskins as a quarterback coach. And he was there, boys, when they had RG3. You know, as you know, RG3 played really well his rookie season known as a mobile quarterback, Marcus Mariota, that same mold with the Titans this season. And it looks, you know, kind of like they run a zone running game, play action, passing attack, and they're going to have a mobile quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, not quite to the type of RG three or Marcus Mariota, but he's still mobile, even though he's getting older. Um, I think, I think it's a good fit. I think he, like you said, we've talked about this at length, getting somebody, younger um he is 39 years old and i think it's going to do hopefully wonders for the packers but i mean they need a lot more help than just hiring a new head coach it's going to be interesting to see the type of players that he wants on his team be interesting to see what type of coaching staff he brings in early reports kind of look like that mike Pettin might be retained as defensive coordinator i think that would be a solid choice just because playing with you know Coaching with who he had this season, a young Packers defense. Interesting to see what he could do in year two. You got to think they're only going to get better from here. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Packers are known for kind of going outside of the the box a little bit as far as head coaches when they hire them. I could just thinking back in my lifetime, every time they've hired somebody, it was kind of somebody that we hadn't really heard about, you know, coordinator type people, you know, Mike McCarthy, coordinator, you know, Mike Sherman. Ray Rhodes, I guess, is the most notable name that you probably heard of when they hired him, but he only lasted one season in Green Bay. You know, I think the biggest story here, boys, is that they didn't hire another guy named Mike. Haha, <laughs> joke. Yeah. Um, no, but to it Shane's point, 
earlier. He um he mentioned how the Titans weren't necessarily killing it, and he didn't necessarily call the plays for the Rams. But I mean, if you put Aaron Rodgers and the receivers that Green Bay has and Bakhtiari on the Titans with him as the coach calling the plays, I still think that's entertaining as heck if you're a fan of Green Bay. What's that receiving core going to look like next year? Randall Cobb most likely gone, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, but what does he produce this year anyway? He's done nothing this year anyway, so I don't think it's much of a loss. When Randall Cobb's healthy, he's a big third down weapon for them. Obviously, Jimmy Graham was a disappointment. Uh, I think Randall Cobb yeah, definitely helps mean, spread the field for Devontae Adams. Yeah, but with with Cobb being out, it kind of forced them to use Graham a little more than what they normally use tight ends. And I think that only maybe opened their eyes to maybe using him more in the future. So I'm not really worried about losing Cobb at all. What, Jimmy Graham, three receptions a game? He was on my fantasy team. Believe me, I struggled with this. Yeah, I'm. I don't know why you would have him as your starter, but that's for another segment, maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, because Aaron Rodgers, look what he did with Drew Brees. Yeah, but the the Packers have been notorious for literally neglecting their tight ends. Didn't they have Martellus Bennett, and he went on to the pit from the Patriots, and where he crushed it, and then he, yeah, well, he was you know, died injury. on the. He Packers. never wanted to be in Green Bay anyway. But let's not talk about. Let's not give him any airtime. He doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tight ends have never been a a Green Bay heavy role, and uh, maybe you know once they lose Cobb, if they fail to get any receivers that can help them out, maybe they uh. Maybe Antonio they look Brown's their available. Tight end more. Yeah, Antonio Brown, get him trade. Get, <laughs> he's he's going to Cleveland. Yeah, maybe him and Aaron Rodgers can hate each other. That'd be great as long as he catches touchdowns, but. Him I'm actually, Le'Veon you know, I'm, I'm not like super depressed that they're receiving core without Cobb. I mean, St. Brown really stepped it up towards the end of the year. Um, they got Geronimo Allison. He shows promise. I mean, as long as they keep Devontae Adams, they're, they're still all right. Yeah, obviously. You're telling me you wouldn't take Randall Cobb on the Lions? <laughs> um, Actually, he would probably fit in the Lions better because of how they run. He's like a, a golden taint sort of guy, you know. So, I mean, yeah, that would fit well, but. I mean, I'm not like super high on him like every other Packers fan. I mean, Randall Cobb, he was <clears throat> great in his first couple of seasons, but in the past couple of years, just can't stay healthy, hasn't produced as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to miss him because there's no way they're going to bring him back at the number that he was making around $10 million a year. But going back to Matt LaFleur, guys, for a second, I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does, you know, starting out here. He's got a huge task ahead of him, obviously having Aaron Rodgers at quarterback should probably be a huge help for him being the new head coach here, but it can be interesting to see how they mesh together. And then got to think that Aaron probably had some sort of input um, and maybe even signed off on this because, you know, this is going to be probably his head coach until he retires. So got to think he's going to want to work well and maintain a good relationship with him looking to get, to get the Packers back to their winning ways in 2019. Just a quick little note here, too. It looks like, I don't think we mentioned it, Titans offensive rank this year as Matt LaFleur, you know, with their offensive coordinator, 25th. Nothing to write home about, but like we said, Titans kind of, I don't know, be interesting to see exactly what goes down in Green Bay here in the next couple of months in the offseason. Any other thoughts, boys, on Matt LaFleur? Otherwise, we will move it right along. Nope. I think I pretty much said all I could say without arguing <clears throat> with Shane for 20 we more minutes. We can do that if so, you want. 
Other than uh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Other than uh, him having a great name, like from that movie Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, Cram- I know. Cramho Lafleur. Every time I hear the name, I think of Lafleur from Dodgeball. That's it. That's the only thing I think of. I keep I keep wanting to see Vince Vaughn in a in Green Bay Packers shirt. You know what I mean? I don't know if we can use that quote I just did without nah, getting sued. But, uh, <laughs> ah, perfect. Still playing any music. But yes. Interesting times in the NFL and the Packers were the first team out of the eight NFL teams looking for head coaches to hire one. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of domino effect it leads to see who's going to go where Josh McDaniels seemed to be rumored, you know, as the top candidate for green Bay, obviously that didn't go down as expected to most people. So Matt LaFleur, your new head coach of the green Bay Packers. I wish him well (laughs) with that, that wraps up. (laughs) that's gonna wrap it up uh for our second segment and we'll be right back after a short break welcome back to episode six of the scout team mvps podcast i am your host chris mcmillan with me as always rob and shane and we are jumping right into our third segment boys and it is time for our honorable mentions of the week, we are going to start off in the world of baseball with Shane. Shane, take it away. Yeah, I got a couple things going on in the, the world, wide world of baseball. About an hour ago, Orioles agree with um, deal with catcher Carlos Perez. Um, got rumors in regards to Corey Kluber of the Indians. Um, Indians are looking for a Chris Sale level return. Essentially, they want a huge haul for their ace, Kluber. Uh, he was a formal AL Cy Young Award winner. Phillies are now the most likely to land Bryce Harper. Yankees, again, still linked to Manny Machado. Phillies also linked to Machado. Brewers news. Brewers, um, this is actually just recently. The Brewers are in serious discussions with the Giants for Madison Bumgardner. Uh, 29 years old, $12 million salary. And word is they want Corey Ray in regards to the package that the Brewers are offering. Um, I don't like that deal. I think Corey Ray is going to um, have to step into the role that Keon Broxton just vacated for the Brewers, who they traded um, for Bobby Wall, who is a hard-throwing right-handed pitcher from the Mets, and Hill, um, a 21-year-old. He... Uh, some solid upside and Valerio, another 18 year old. Those two are kind of flyers centerpiece of the deal as well. Um, another hater esque um, power pitcher out of the bullpen, except he's right-handed. So I like the deal for the Brewers definitely helps them. Broxton, a career like 239 hitter hit like 176 last year. Spent most of the year in the minors, great defense, but huge upside on this trade for Milwaukee. Yeah. Shane, I just have a question. This offseason, there's been kind of some rumors going on that Craig Kimball isn't going to rejoin or the Red Sox him? aren't going <laughs> to. What did you call him? Craig Kimball. What did I say? <laughs> I thought he called him Kimball, but his name is Kimbrell. There's an R Kimbrell, yeah. Yeah. Kimbrell. <laughs> so you just really interrupted me for that? Yeah, I had to. It, it seemed necessary. <laughs> All right, Shane, so I'm just wondering if you had any news on 
Craig Kimbrell at all. Um, there's been rumors going on that he might not re-sign with the Red Sox. Did you hear any news about him maybe re-signing, thinking yeah, about actually, it, anything like that? Yeah, actually, as of less than a day ago, Red Sox are looking as the favorite to actually return Craig Kimbrell to their roster. Um, just Austin, I mean, the Nationals are kind of were there, but they're kind of backed off. Um, the White Sox just signed a closer. They have money. Don't see the Yankees going after him. So it does look indeed like he's going to be headed back to Boston more than likely um, here pretty quick. Yeah, the Yankees still have Araldis Chapman, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, so they don't need Kimbrell at all. Beautiful. Shane, that was... That oh, was Chapman's, not what, Chapman's not what he used to. That was, that was some good baseball news, and that was our first honorable mention of the week. Rob, let's talk a little bit of soccer. What's going on in that world? Well, as the soccer fans may know, uh, Ronaldo left Real Madrid last season at the end of the year. So this is Real Madrid's first year without him. Right now, they're fifth in standings. They have already six losses, which is how many they lost total last year. They lost uh, two to nothing versus uh, Real Sociedad. Red card for Vasquez. Yeah, last year they won the Champions League, the Super Cup, the Club World Cup, and the Supercopa. And this year it doesn't look like they're winning anything. <laughs> so that's always big. And in the Premier League, a big game, Liverpool uh, playing Man City one and two face off. So yeah, big game in the Premier League. We had Man City, who's second, playing Liverpool, who's first. Man City ended up upsetting them and... Uh, Coming away with a 2-1 victory, that puts him only four points back, making it really possible to repeat last year's title. Some more big news uh, for the Premier League and us U.S. soccer fans. Christian Pulisic got uh, transferred from Dortmund to Chelsea for $72.7 million. How old is is he now? He's still young, isn't he? Like 20 or something like that? Yeah, he's, he's 22. But that, that transfer doesn't happen until summer of 19. So Dortmund still has him for a little bit, and uh, Chelsea will be able to use him after the summer of 19. He's been a stud for USA soccer, even being so young. I mean, he's got quite the bright future, and being transferred for that amount of money, being so young, pretty big deal. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a huge number for European players, let alone U.S. players. Kind of gauges where... The market's at with him. I mean, he did amazing things in Germany for Dortmund, always in the assists and goals uh, category. So, yeah, it's it's huge for Chelsea. It's huge for U.S. fans. Uh, they can watch him more now in the Premier League and, you know, just all around exciting. For those of us who may fans. not know Rob, why don't you touch on just how those of us out there can catch those games? When are they on? So most of the time they are on – NBCSN, that's the NBC Sports Network. If you guys don't get that, most of the time they're on NBC on Saturdays and Sundays, usually early, early in the morning. Um, latest games usually around 1 or 2. So, yeah, they're on every weekend, kind of, you know, right before the football starts, you know, American football that is, and uh, they're fun to watch. I mean, give them a tune. and uh, Yeah, it used to be on Saturday morning cartoons, but it might just have to be some Saturday and Sunday morning soccer 
Yeah. Christian Pulisic is. Good deal, yeah. Rob. That one. <laughs> yep. Does Landon Donovan he still he's play? Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome, but I'm pretty sure he's in mm, a wheelchair because uh, he's what so about, old. What about Michael but, uh, Bradley? At least he's in yeah, a walker. Still... <laughs> yeah, he's still bald, but he's still playing. Uh, oh. Sweet deal. That's uh, our second honorable mention <laughs> of the week, and we're going to jump into our third honorable mention of the week and talk a little NBA. Rob, you're going to start us off with that as well. Yeah, not too much out of the whole NBA, uh, mainly just Bucks action here. Up until a couple days ago, the Bucks were number one in power rankings and in the NBA standings, but they did lose to the Toronto Raptors. So I put them in second in the NBA standings. They're four and one in their last five, obviously being Toronto being their, you know, their last, their fifth game out of that. And uh, they did just come off of 144 point game against the Hawks. So uh, still pretty exciting team, obviously number one in power rankings um, Giannis number number two in uh, All Star votes, so that's always big. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this at all, but he was December's Player of the Month, so that's pretty strong. And he's having a strong January as well. Maybe another Player of the Month coming up. Um, did you guys catch the Toronto Raptors game at all? I did. Um, I watched a bit of that game, and I mean Bucks now. You know they played them three times on the season winning two out of those three matchups. And I think we can clearly kind of see that they're going to face each other again um, coming up in the playoffs probably. And it's going to definitely be interesting. You know, the Bucks had their number the first two games of the year and Toronto coming out on top this past weekend. But they're two really good teams, both playing really well, and I think they're definitely going to see each other uh, again coming up here when it gets time for postseason play. Oh, 100% agree. The The funniest part from that game, I don't know if you guys saw it at all, but uh, Kawhi Leonard, who is a great defensive player, but more lately known for his laugh and its hideousness. Milwaukee Bucks, though, when, when he he uh, had a turnover, they uh, played his laugh out loud in the, in the entire arena. So they kind of did a little bit of a troll job on him. <laughs> Bucks have been really good in recent memory when it comes to, you know, that kind of stuff, even social media wise, they have one of the more, you know, fun social medias to follow, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and all those different uh, avenues of social media. Uh, Definitely like to have a little fun. And yes, I did uh, hear that and uh, see it. And it was, it was quite funny. Uh, Bucks, as you, everybody knows, we are, from Wisconsin. We're Bucks fans and you're going to get a lot of Bucks talk going forward, especially if they keep up how well they are doing. Uh, if you follow our social media, you'll see recently we've posted some of Giannis's recent stats and stuff like that. And he's been going off and quite the player. Hopefully he gets some MVP consideration. If he can keep up what he's doing, that is our third honorable mention of the week. And we're going to jump into our fourth one and we're going to talk NFL all pro teams were announced gentlemen and i have it right here off some of these names let me know if you think there's anybody that should have been on this first team um, that might have been left out kind of like we did in our pro bowl snubs but i'm gonna run down this list first team offense quarterback no surprise patrick mahomes running back no surprise again todd Gurley. flex position which they have on the all pro team tyree kill Tight end, Travis Kelsey. So that's three of the first four that I've mentioned on the Kansas City Chiefs. Wide receivers, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Left tackle, David Bakhtiari. Right tackle, Mitchell Schwartz, another Kansas City Chief. Left guard, Quentin Nelson. Right guard, Zach Martin. Center, Jason Kelsey. That was the first team offense. Any surprises? I mean, those are all obviously really good players. Not really, to be honest. I mean, we kind of expected it. Uh, Bakhtiari, obviously, having another good year, and it shows. But, yeah, I mean, the Colts Colts linemen in there, we knew Zach Martin was probably going to be in there. Jason Kelsey, kind of a little bit of a surprise to me. But with how well they've been playing the Eagles as of late, it's not really that surprising. Obviously, the receivers are pretty much no-brainers. DeAndre Hopkins is a beast. Um, Did you guys see what he did? Over the last week, he donated a $30,000 game check to a family of a murdered child. So um, not only is he a baller football player, he's got a good heart. Shane, any thoughts? Yeah, that is an awesome story, though, by the way. Um, Shane, any thoughts on the first-team offense? Um, in terms of first-team offense, no, I don't think there's any surprises. Um, I did hear a stat um, today after I read it. Something like Nelson, um, Quentin Nelson from the Colts, and it was Darius Leonard from the Colts. They're the first rookies on the same all-pro team since like 1964, I want to say. Somewhere in there, I thought that was a pretty interesting stat. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Darius Leonard, uh, linebacker for the Colts, he was first-team defense, made that all-pro team. And some of the other defensive first-teamers, we got edge rushers, J.J. Watt, of the Texans, Cleo Mack, no surprise, the Chicago Bears, interior, interior lineman Aaron Donald from the Rams, Fletcher Cox of the Eagles, linebackers Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, Darius Leonard, as we mentioned, cornerbacks Kyle Fuller, Stephon Gilmore, safeties Eddie Jackson and Derwin James, another defensive back, we have Desmond King. So lots of awesome defensive players there. Not many, uh, if not surprises at all. So... But uh, jumping into special teams, boys, this is where we love these kickers. These kickers, here we go. Place kicker Justin Tucker, Baltimore Ravens. Maybe if Rob can kick a 45-yard field goal, he'll make this uh, first team. I think they have like three different teams, Rob, so maybe you, maybe you can be an honorable mention since we are talking honorable mentions, though. <laughs> yeah, honorable mention in the NFL League. Yep, totally. Uh, yes, Justin Tucker, place kicker of the Baltimore Ravens, punter. Here we go, Shane. Michael Dixon, he is an all-pro first-teamer, even though he can't kick an onside kick. <laughs> kick a field goal yeah, or well. an onside kick. The guy can't kick the ball yeah, off the well. ground. How is he an all-pro? That makes no freaking yeah, sense. Well, what do you want? I'm sorry. Cut this freaking guy from your team. <sighs> he is a bum. Whatever. I mean, you can get – Shane, I guarantee balls. you could kick a ball off a tee. Yeah, but not well. I can guarantee you could kick not an onside well. ball. That's how you kick on sides. That's how literally it takes no effort to kick an you onside ball. You couldn't kick an onside either. You can't all. kick a 45-yard 45 45 field goal, and you can't kick a successful <laughs> onside. It's not going to happen. Shane, the whole point of onside kicks is to literally kick the ball as bad as you can. I can do that, and I'm sure you can do it as well. I don't know though. why this all pro. You have to do it a certain Shane. way. You got to kick it with some spin, some bounce. Obviously not. He didn't. He couldn't figure it out. I'm sure I could figure it out. It doesn't take rocket science to yeah. kick a freaking in, football in the, into the in ground. The Jerry Dome, you could do that in front of that many people, never having done it before. I'm sure. He gets paid millions of dollars to kick a ball. 
and he can't even kick it yeah, into the ground. You can't even do that in your backyard. Get off of his jock and open your, your eyes. All right. All right. Shane, I'm going to kick a ball from my house to your house and hit you right in the head if you don't shut up. <laughs> Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> I, I, am, I am the happy Gilmore of field yeah. goals. I'm just letting you guys yeah. know that. In terms of intelligence. Hey, oh, kick returner Andre Roberts of the New York Jets, first team all pro, punt returner Tariq Cohen, Chicago Bears, special teamer Adrian Phillips of the Los Angeles Chargers. That is your first team all pro roster. Gentlemen, we could probably talk kicking all show long, but we're not going to. Dude, uh, are you sure? Because Shane, it is literally just kicking a ball into the ground, it's not you can't hard. Do it. No, you can't do it. I mean, ju- if Justin Tucker could figure out a way. Granted, he's like 0-12. If Justin Tucker could figure out a way to kick a ball into the ground, well, why could Dixon not? He's an actual kicker, not a punter. Uh, they both kick the ball, though, no? Am I, am I, am I, am I mistaken what a kick is? Because I'm sure a punt is still using your foot, no? I mean, it's not that complicated. It's an oblong shape, and you kick it into the ground, and because it's oblong, it'll bounce in the air. It's really not that complicated. Mm. This is really, it's really going to irritate me, and Shane can't figure it out that his kicker and punter on his team, one's fat and old and tears hamstrings, and the other can't figure out how to kick a ball into the freaking ground. Yeah. Hey, Rob. Rob, I want you to write a... Uh, 5,000 word piece on the art of kicking a football and have it ready for our next episode. Our fifth honorable mention of the week. And this is another topic that we love to talk about and it's golf. And it is the new 2019 rules brought to you by the USGA. Let's I'm going to give you a little bit of rundown here, boys of some of the most important changes to the rules of golf in 2019. Um, some of these like search time don't really matter to us because, you know, we hit it so far into the woods. We know we're not finding it anyway. Uh, second one, if a ball is moved during search, you can replace it with no penalty. We don't care. We'll, we'll drop it on the ground anyway. Um, so summer rules. So, and here's what I want to comment on that. Shane literally hits the ball so far into the woods. He doesn't even take three minutes to search for his ball. He knows it's gone. And he says, I'll drop by you. That's what we'll do. So yeah, that search, that search doesn't really affect Shane at all. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of rules here. Let me let me let me break some more of these rules down for you. This is a big one, number five on the list. Uh, dropping the ball. Now, usually you kind of hold it up at shoulder height, but now you can drop it from knee height rather than shoulder, which is good. It gives you a little bit better opportunity to get the you know lie and get it where you want it. Let's see here. Ball unintentionally hits player or equipment. No penalty there. Good deal. Double hit, which I know we have been probably known to do in the past. No penalty. Here's a big one that I think we need to touch on. Touching sand in the bunker incidentally is permitted. I think we can take that word incidentally and kind of, you know. Fudge it a little bit. Do Fudge it a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. It sounds to me like we're putting our clubs in the sounds sand. Sounds like we're, we're practice swinging. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds like we're taking full divots out of the bunker, you know. <laughs> um, here's another big one, Rob, considering the bunkers. When you you can actually drop the ball out of a bunter bunter bunker now. It's gotta be back on the line of play, but you can actually drop the ball outside of the bunker 
if you're willing to take two penalty strokes. Do you think there's probably lots of amateur golfers out there and maybe even us who are willing to take two penalty strokes so we don't got to hit the ball out of the bunker? (laughs) Yeah, so that's bigger with amateurs, like you said, because a lot of amateurs really don't get a chance to practice bunker shots. Um, but with the pros, yeah, they, they're definitely about? not going to take that those two, every time I play. two penalties. So, yeah, because you're in them every time you play, Shane. Right, that's the So point. now you can take two strokes and be a Sally and hit it from behind the bunker instead of out of the bunker. I think that's a really good rule because, yeah, there's so many amateurs out there that just can't hit the ball out of the bunker. So they're more than willing probably to take two penalty strokes, dropping it, you know, back, you know, in the rough or whatever and hitting from there. But Yeah, so Chris, what they're trying to do with these rules is kind of actually trying to cut down the time it takes to golf. Um, So obviously the search search time obviously shows that. But but if you don't want to hit six times out of the sand, you just, you know, drop it behind the bunker and, you know, take take two strokes and, you know, your hole's a lot easier. It takes a lot less time. So the next, the last one we're going to talk about is you can now putt with the flagstick in the hole. That is now permitted, I think, on some of those uh, putts. That it's definitely going to be helpful. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've also noticed that Bryson DeChambeau's already taken advantage of the rule and uh, been using the, the flag stick in the hole as opposed to drawing it every time. So, um, yeah, like you said, you can now smoke a ball off the green or on the green, whether you want to put it on the green or not. I'm, I will use a sand wedge probably. But, uh, yeah, you can literally just skull that thing into the flagstick, and it's not going to cost you, so that's cool. Shane, these new rules, are they going to help your golf game at all? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I would need uh, divine intervention if to help you my golf your game. If you to the devil for golf game, he still wouldn't be good enough to use these rules. Uh, I mean, she were good for a while, Shane. It just, he just lost it. It just he lost it. Yeah, I, I lost it just like Rob lost his ability yep. to kick a 45-yard field goal. We're not talking – let's stop talking about punters and kickers. And As much as I love kickers, I just – I don't know why he keeps bringing it up. It must be on his mind that I – I don't know, man. This guy is crazy. As much as I love kickers, I used to be one. That's, let's not let's not anymore. So, Chris, uh, you went to Palmyra. You were the, the quarterback, the kicker, the defensive back, the lineman, the linebacker punter yeah you were everything i think some people that are listening can probably relate to this uh our senior year boys at one point in the season we had 11 players starting both ways there's literally two good players on the whole entire team yeah you kind of have to use them all over (laughs) with that perfect time to wrap up our honorable mentions of the week and we will be right back and get into our scouting for picks segment and pick those divisional round playoff games Welcome back to the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Just wrapped up our honorable mentions of the week, and we are going to jump right into scouting for picks. I am so bad at picking NFL games. Let's be done, please. Can we stop this nonsense? Did you not only go two and two, or no? I went zero and four on our picks again. Like I, I thought we <laughs> really. <laughs> Yes, 0-4. After winning three games in the last Oh, week, yeah, the games that you picked different games than me, you lost. So that's weirdly coincidental. I lost think? every single pick. 
Yeah, but we picked, yeah. Anyway, we'll get into it more, but yeah. Yeah, um, let's talk about it bad. right here on the Scout Team MVPs podcast, episode six. Scouting for picks time. Let's recap those picks in which I went 0-4 last week. Shane did not pick last week, but we're going to jump right into it with the Colts at Texans wildcard action. Rob picked the Colts. Chris picked the Texans. Rob was correct there. Next game, mm-hmm. Chargers at Ravens. We both picked the Ravens, Rob, and we were both incorrect. Eagles, Chris, um, what? Are you going to make one of my picks again? No, 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 no. Because I thought the Ravens was a decent pick. I don't remember what you said as to your reason why. Why, so picked why I picked Ravens? I thought, you know, yeah. um, playing at home, I know Lamar Jackson being a rookie, but he's been playing well. And their defense, top notch. I just, I just thought it I just thought it was going to happen. I thought everything pointed that way, too. But from now on, I got a new method of how I'm going to pick. Okay, we'll get into that. When, when we... Chris picks something, <laughs> I'm picking the other thing. Probably a sound strategy. Next matchup, Eagles at Bears. We both picked the Bears. And as um, we're not going to get into the kicker talk again, but we were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong. Bears lost by a point there against the Eagles. I know I could at least <laughs> kick an extra point. Length field goal. Are you kidding me? Not we're talking about this anymore. Seahawks at Cowboys. <laughs> Rob, you picked the Cowboys. I picked the Seahawks. Why did I pick the Seahawks? I, I mean, it was a tough smart, pick. It was a tough. It was pick. a tough really pick, was. and I thought it was um, going to work out in my favor, but I was wrong. I just figured the the Cowboys been on a roll, and, and Seattle's defense looked a little weak to stop Zeke. And obviously, of course, I was right. So, so it's your fault the Seahawks lost. Thanks. Yeah, every time Chris picks him. I'm I'm sure one of our one of our viewers commented on one of our social media saying he jinxed the Bears and lo and behold the Bears end up losing the game so it's definitely a real thing. Yeah, yeah that viewer is a little interesting. <laughs> we love all of our viewers here on the Scout Team MVPs yes, podcast. But with those picks, boys, that brings our overall scouting for pick standings to this. Rob holding down the number one spot at 9-7. and seven. Shane, even though you've missed two weeks, which count as losses if you don't pick, that's seven games that you missed, but you are still in second place over me at 6-10, <laughs> and 10, and I'm holding it down way down at the bottom at 5-11. and 11. Gross. So I'm pretty sure all Shane has to do is miss the rest of the weeks and he would still be second place. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably true. Uh, <laughs> I, you guys, I don't know how much longer we can call ourselves the scout team MVPs well, scouting for picks if one of our scout team members literally gets every single one of them. Well, wrong I thought everywhere. one of the the points of that we're the scout team MVPs is we're not good enough to be you know actual players, but we, so you know we're on the scout team. <laughs> well, yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, whatever. Hey, if Skip Bayless has a job in on radio and TV, you can you got a chance. There's always hope. Yeah. Which brings I us agree. to. Uh, Round two of the playoffs, the divisional round coming up this weekend. We have Saturday action, Colts at the Chiefs. Let's get those picks, and let's start with Rob. Uh, Colts and Chiefs, I'm actually – it's going to be a weird stat. I'm going with a little different method here. I'm going to go with the Colts over the Chiefs, mainly for the fact that the Chiefs are 0-4 in the playoffs against the Colts since 95. I know it's a little bit of outdated stat. Back when your boy uh, Jim Harbaugh was quarterback. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but either way, uh, Colts are coming out winners. Andrew Luck's a beast. Have fun with that crappy defense trying to stop Andrew Luck. Shane, thoughts? Pick? What What do you got? Chiefs defense is bad. They're at home. 
Arrowhead, probably one of the toughest places to play. Give me the Chiefs. Nice. I like it. Down and dirty, quick to the point. Perfect. You got the Chiefs. Rob's got the Colts. Well, who's going to be upset here? Huh? What's... Um, whatever you pick, side you pick, uh, I can guarantee the other person is going to be yep. happy. You know what? I'm going Chiefs. Shane, welcome. Hey, welcome. thank you. I automatically go 1-0. Oh. Hey. What a great start to hey, the that's week. that's all right. I missed seven picks, and I'm only three behind Rob, so he's clearly not that good at picking games. Yeah, but I don't have to miss two weeks to get there. You know well, what I mean? No matter how you get there. Yeah, but if I, you know, I don't. Whatever. It is It is what it is, and I'm going Chiefs because, like Shane said, Chiefs at home, I mean, the Colts run has to end sooner or later, right? So I think it's bound to be this week. Colts at Chiefs. Shane and I going Chiefs. Rob going Colts. Next matchup on Saturday, we have Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Rob, start us off. I'm definitely going to go with the Rams. Cowboys, I don't like them. Um, it sucked to pick them last week, so I'm going to not pick them this week. Works for me, Shane. I actually hate to agree with him, but uh, I also hate the Cowboys, especially after this last week. Um, I actually think in L.A., the Rams this year are going to be a little tough. I think they'll find a way to win without Todd Gurley having a big game. I think Jared Goff's going to have to step up, and I think he will. I think a lot of those injuries that happened in the Cowboys uh, game this past week, everyone saw that Alan Hearns injury gruesome. Um, A couple other guys banged up for the Cowboys I think the Rams offense too much to handle and we're all going to be going Rams as I am picking them as well. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> one and Next one matchup for the week, going boys. to Sunday. This is a 1.05 PM Eastern time game. We have Los Angeles chargers at the new England Patriots. Huge matchup should be a fun one to watch. Rob, who you got in that one? I'm definitely not going to go against my boy, Tom Brady. Every time I do it bites me in the butt. He's six and zero against Luck, seven and zero against Rivers. I like his Beautiful. chances. Shane. Yeah, like you touched on, Patriots at home in the playoffs. Tom Brady seven and zero against Philip Rivers. Um, not a lot going for the Chargers, um, but Ooh. I'm going Chargers. This is the time for Philip Rivers to beat them. Um, it's going to happen. Patriots look old. Tom Brady, Gronk. I mean, I, I just think this is the year. I think that it's they definitely if it's, if it's going to happen, it might it might be this game. But mm. I think with the Patriots having that first round by having, you know, a couple weeks to prepare. I know it's Don't happening, Rob. It. Bill Belichick, a couple weeks to prepare. <laughs> Don't you do? It. And with that stat of Tom Brady never losing to Philip Rivers, it's not going to start now. Patriots win that one. Yep. Yep. Son Sunday, four forty p.m. Eastern time. Our next game, boys, Eagles. Mm. At Saints, Nick Foles, Drew Brees. Who's coming out on top, Rob? I said it earlier in the show. I'm saying it again. Nick Foles is going to lead this team to beat a better Saints team. I'm not going to lie. The Saints are better. If they won, I wouldn't be surprised. But I had to take the Eagles. I like Nick Foles a lot. And as long as he doesn't throw too many interceptions, I think they're going to come out yeah. Pretty much everything you just said there was a huge contradiction of yourself. I think the Saints are better. I think they'll win. But give me the no, Eagles. No, no, no. I said Come I wouldn't on. be su- I said I wouldn't be surprised if they win won. 
Shane. That's different oh, than okay. I think that would be okay. Well, um, I think you're crazy. Now, what are you, Saints, CNN? Jeez, twisting my words. I think the Saints are going to win easily. Easy with the political stuff, Chief. Uh, give me the yeah, Saints. Yeah, I think um, Eagles' magic is done. Uh, it's done. Saints are going to win at home. Too much to handle. I'm picking Saints. Ugh. Shane, let's go Saints. Can we start a chant? At least I know I'm winning this week. No. Saints are going to the Super Bowl. So with that, okay. God, you with are that we have Shane and myself picking the you Saints. Rob delusional. picking the Eagles. Rob and I going with Patriots over the Chargers. We're all going Rams. Shane and hey, I are going Chiefs. Rob fun? picking the Colts. Yes, let's do something fun. What do you got? I just want right now. To have all three of us pick what we think the Super Bowl matchup's going to be. Uh, just right now. Just off the Patriot, cuff. Patriots, Saints. Saints, Chiefs. Oh, God. I'm going Pats, Eagles. <laughs> yep. Good job. Um, Perfect. Yeah, that's- Rob, you can't kick a 45-yard field goal. With that, here we go. Jumping in right after a short break. We're going to get in. I We're going to wrap it up for the week. And here we go. Wrapping it up for episode six. This has been quite a fun episode, kind of all over the map, but I think it was a good time, boys. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Um, I'm going to have to request that Shane never misses again because I get a lot of pent-up aggression towards him, and it all comes out in one show. So we're going to have to have him on every week in order for me not to outburst like I did. Uh, Shane, it sounds like you're gonna have to miss a couple episodes because I think this was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind not uh not uh talking to to you clowns every every week, so that's fine. Shane, we're your only thing in your life. You know that. That's exactly. <sighs> I don't know about that. Well, we love you, Shane. Uh, well, Chris does. Yeah, well. it's mutual. Episode six wrapping up. We had a fun time. Scout team MVPs can be found on Facebook and Twitter at Scout Team MVPs. We are online at www.scoutteammvps.com. Our podcast page, anchor.fm slash scoutteammvps. And everywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those different platforms. Rob, you got your hand up. What you need, bud? Hey, Chris, um, I'm just wondering if someone wanted to donate to the show, where and how would they do it? That's a great question, Rob. You can do that on our podcast profile, like I said, at anchor.fm slash MVPs, And there is a button that says support this podcast. And what that does, you're able to set up whether you want to do a one-time donation or monthly donations. If you want to help us sustain this podcast, much appreciated. That was that was nice, Rob. Thank you for, for reminding me that of that. That was very terrible. <laughs> and yes, we are wrapping up episode six. We talked... NFL wildcard action. Packers got a new head coach. We had all kinds of honorable mentions this week. We talked about kicking for way too long, but, uh, <laughs> and we, we have a challenge thrown down. Rob is going to kick us a, a 45 yard field goal. And if he makes it, which he's not, uh, he's going to get a hundred dollars and picks in round one and three from Shane in our upcoming fantasy season. So we'll have to keep tabs on that. And maybe we should go do it at the Palmyra Eagle uh, practice field, Rob. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's it. That's they're not going to exist anymore. Oh, what's that? Um, should ask people to donate money to I do just want to give a shout out to all our listeners. And uh, 
people who've left reviews to our pages and give, given us comments. We appreciate all the love and just keep doing it and we'll keep doing this. Yes, we've had lots of uh, positive feedback so far in our first few episodes. We really do appreciate that, and we're going to do the best we possibly can to keep bringing you all the good action in the world of sports weekly on Wednesdays. And, boys, we have, as we record this right now, a national championship game being played, which we are going to touch on in a future episode. And speaking of future episodes, we are going to be not recording next week, not going to have an episode dropping, but we're going to be back two weeks from now with another episode wrapping up all those things that we missed over those previous weeks. We're going to get those picks in. We're going to probably post our picks for next week's matchups on our Facebook page and our Twitter page as well. So we don't miss any of those picks there, but we have so much stuff going on. Sad news that we're not going to be able to record next week, but we're going to be back and better than ever two weeks from now after this episode drops on Wednesday. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure doing business with you this week. Yeah, it was uh, nice talking to one of you, um, but uh, hope you guys take care, Chris. Hope you have fun doing whatever you're doing, and Shane, you as well, I guess. I can wish you well. Uh, take care, boys. Any last thoughts, Shane, on episode number six before we sign off for the week? Yeah, not really. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what a good contributing member. Yes, yeah. with that, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will be back two weeks from now. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.